For me, I definitely had a feeling that I had to be an expert. The frame I had is that I, as a debriefer, I had to be perfect and not show any signs of weakness or vulnerability. I wanted to be a nice debriefer to make sure they had a real good experience in simulation and debriefing and I found out that telling the truth doesn't make you the bad guy. I would come across a kind of a more challenging debriefing where I would find myself stuck and at a point where I could not progress more with the students. So this course really gave me some real tools that I could use to get myself out of these issues. So this course really helped me to see how I can help colleagues to level up and develop new skills in simulation. Hello Simulationistas and welcome to Brief Debriefings from the Center for Medical Simulation. I'm James Lipsha, producer of these CMS podcasts and all of our media and web experiences. I had a chance to talk to some of the amazing educators who took the time at the end of a busy week because they were really excited to share some of their experiences and the things they were surprised by in our faculty course. We thought it might be useful to you, our listeners, to hear a little bit directly from them. So take a listen, and I'd also encourage you to tweet me at James Lipshaw or us at MedSimulation if you want to hear more or if there's anyone else you'd like to hear from. Enjoy! Welcome everyone again to Brief Debriefings. We are here after the May 2019 Advanced Instructor Course at the Center for Medical Simulation. I have three guests with me here today. Frédéric Gauthier is a physical therapist and educator at Saint-Justine Hospital in Montreal, Quebec. Audrey Laronne-Genot is a nurse educator also at Saint-Justine Hospital. And Lon Setnik is a physician in emergency medicine and the medical director of the Simulation Center at Concord Hospital in Concord, New Hampshire. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So to start us off, I just want to do a little reactions phase. So you've been in an intensive four days of the course. How are you feeling? Exhausted would be a good word, but also very inspired. Yeah, I, I, I would say exhausted as well. I feel so lucky, really, to have been able to participate. So facts are, and I really do run this like a little debriefing, facts of the case are, you've just completed the four-day advanced instructor course here at the Center for Medical Simulation. My first question is, most people who come in for the advanced course have a very specific project or program that they're working on developing. So I'm curious about what that is for each of you. So, well, I'm a physiotherapist, but recently I've been helping with uh, developing simulation-based learning activities for allied health professionals like uh, PTs, nutritionists, OTs, etc. So I think by coming here, it helped me uh, improve uh, definitely my debriefing skills, but it also gave me useful tools for faculty development, so to help these professionals who want to create simulation activities. For my part, I've been working a lot on in-situ simulation on my unit in the NICU, but other teams at my hospital are trying to develop a similar programs, so I've been trying to coach them and help them develop uh, this kind of simulation on their unit. So this course really helped me to see how I can help colleagues to level up and uh, develop new skills in simulation. I likewise am hoping to 
take the skills learned today to work on developing more faculty participants at our hospital, and those would include physicians as well as advanced practitioners and nursing colleagues who may not work directly in the simulation center, but I want to have tools for helping them partner with us in running simulations together. Did you have something like a single biggest question that you brought in this week, like a prompt that you were trying to solve, something something that you were snagged on that you were hoping to sort of move past? Any sort of big question like that? Alternatively, you could think about like what was the biggest sort of pain that you were encountering in your program that you're trying to trying to alleviate? For me, it would be how do I get people to discover their own frames and start working with this? instead of focusing mostly on actions that I've been seeing. So I came here and I think I, I found a way to do that. I had started the process of using the Dash tool to help my colleagues in their debriefing skills, but I didn't really have any way to implement it or formal education in ways of debriefing a debriefer. And so I recognized that it would be important to develop the skills of debriefing and debriefer and using the Dash tools if I'm going to be implementing it. So that was really the big purpose that I was trying to achieve. Sometimes when I'm debriefing, I would come across a kind of a more challenging debriefing where I would find myself stuck and at a point where I could not progress more with the students. So this course really gave me some real tools that I could use to get myself out of these issues. So my next question was going to be, do you have an answer to take home with you? But I feel like everyone said yes, they're, they're taking something home with them. One question that I like to ask people is, there are sometimes, and this is probably less true with the advanced course, but sometimes when people come in and they have a healthcare background, but they're learning about educational strategies, that there are areas that they weren't even aware they didn't know about. So I'm curious if you had any moment like that where you learned something that you weren't aware that you were missing that's a light bulb. Yeah, sure. I think I discovered I had a lot of frames myself that I wasn't aware of. I think the learning pathway grid was really a good exercise to discover all this. Yep. 100% what she said. Yes, that's exactly right. Same here. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about that a little bit. So you're, you're talking about the learning pathway grid, which is a tool that we use to look at people's frames, the actions that they took and the results that they got from those actions, and to try to loop in actually shifting people's frames as a way to change their actions and as a result change the results that they got, rather than just doing action coaching, which can alter results, but doesn't necessarily get to the heart of the matter. I'm curious to hear about what some of those frame shifts were. It's, I know it's very personal, if you're willing to reveal that. For me, I definitely had a feeling that I had to be an expert, and I shifted my thinking from I have to be an expert to my participants are experts in why they did what they did, and I seek to be an expert in curiosity to determine their frames. I find that to be a really valuable one. So I don't have a clinical background, and so in participating in a debriefing, I often have to remind myself, like, you're not necessarily going to know the answer to this, but your role is to perhaps find an answer where it's hidden somewhere else in the room or where it's hidden with that person. So that's through being curious about what they're doing and emphasizing communication above most other things to try to say, okay, I don't know the answer to this clinical problem, but it's not necessarily really even a clinical problem. It's a sharing of knowledge problem or a perspective sharing problem. The frame I had is that I, as a debriefer, I had to be perfect and not show any signs of weakness or vulnerability to the learners. 
and that completely shifted towards it's okay to show weakness and vulnerability and disclose that to the learner. I think it just makes the learning relationship stronger. And that's such a normal feeling too, that you have to be separate from the group and you have to be perfect and you have to be the expert. And it's a very different feeling to go in and say, I'm a person having this conversation with you in the room, but this is really about your own learning. And especially for adult learners, we find that to be very, very effective where they're the ones who are directing their learning and you're just there to have a conversation with them and help them get there. I very much want to normalize it. That's such a normal thing to bring in. Definitely. I think expert and perfection are two separate things. We sometimes get them mixed up. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, for myself, I would add that I wanted to be a nice debriefer to make sure they had a real good experience in simulation and debriefing. And I found out that telling the truth doesn't make you the bad guy and telling the truth is actually your job and it's going to be beneficial for the learners and for yourself. So it's something you have to work on, but at least now I'm aware of it. It's so interesting that we hear two sides of what we call the debriefing with good judgment approach. One side is I have to be super nice and they have to like me and they have to feel so safe and comfortable and that means that I can't I can't say anything that might seem like judging them and the other side is I'm the expert and I'm right and I'm here to impart my knowledge to you the with good judgment method that we teach is very much sort of a third way it's really exciting to hear that people came in feeling one way and came out feeling a different way one of my frames in my LPG was actually that honesty will help which was a revelation to me <laughs> just being honest and saying things as they are and not being not shying away from my good judgment. So that was a revelation to me, yeah. That's great, thank you. In the name of honesty, I would just, I'm feeling right now that it's unfortunate that the listeners can't hear the smiles on our faces right now <laughs> and how excited we are to have gone through this. And so thanks for laughing because that helps. Uh, <laughs> that's great, thank you. I really appreciate that. Finally, the parting question for our, our little 10 minutes is, What's sticking in your head right now that you're going to be thinking on, on in the car ride or the plane ride home? What are you going to be turning over in your head leaving here? Or is it just going to sleep as soon as possible? <laughs> I would say just keep looking for frames and dig deeper. Just be curious. I have lots of ideas of things I want to bring back and implement in our hospital like, for example, doing much more debriefing the debriefer sessions. I would like to start an LPG club that we could do LPGs on, a, yeah, <laughs> on a monthly basis. So, yeah, lots of ideas that thing we could do to use what we've learned here. And for me, it's, it's really not being responsible for a change, but just being responsible for opening a door. I am really curious to, to follow up on talking about bringing things home to your institution. Do you feel like having a colleague who's come with you to this will be helpful in generating the willpower to do that? Definitely, and from our hospital, there are already four or five person who already came to the advanced course. So I think we have that critique, number of people that are required to kind of make a change. So I'm very excited to go back and to start implementing some of those changes. Too. Really, that is really exciting. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for, for taking the time to come and, and talk. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you everyone for listening. Yeah.